Welcome to Geek Girl Soup. I'm Susan. I'm Kelly. I'm Court. And today we are talking about other holidays in December or the fall season or whatever. So because we talked about rom-coms last week, but they were like mostly Christmas. And so we want to give some time to other holidays. And we'll be doing like two weeks worth of Christmas uh, movies, plus a week of New Year's shows. So I think we have that covered. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So what else did you guys watch this week? I finally watched Uncle Frank on Amazon Amazon Prime. That Uh was excellent. I loved it. Paul Bettany was fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm. I watched um, one episode of this program on HBO Max called The Shop Uninterrupted. Mm-hmm. I watched the episode with Obama talking with LeBron James and Maverick Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really good. Yeah, that's an interesting show. I just happened to stumble onto it one day. I've, I've seen, I, I think I've seen that episode and one more. Yeah. And yeah, it, it, it's really interesting. Yeah. Obama, well, this one was shot during the endem- endemic, pandemic, right before, so right after the NBA finals or championships, um, right before the election. Mm-hmm. And Obama was like thanking the NBA players for all of their activism, acknowledged all athletes for everything they're doing activism wise, encourage them to keep doing it. Talked a little bit about the election, but mostly it was about activism in general, but specifically around black lives matter. So I thought that was cool. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like if you, if you happen to check out any more episodes, um, like there's one where um, what's a guy who sings old town road, like he's on there and I feel like Hart was on there too. And um, like they have an interesting interaction. Oh, you know, cool. Kevin, Kevin Hart had some issues. Um, oh, when he was right. gonna do that, yeah. When he was a little do homophobic, that. yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, they talk about a lot of really interesting issues on there. Things that you would hear in the barber shop. So they mm-hmm. kind of bring it out in conversation. Cool. Yeah. Sounds mm-hmm. neat. Mm-hmm. Um. I watched also on HBO Max, uh, there were three things on HBO Max, Um, Baby God. It was a uh, one episode of film documentary about that gynecologist in Las Vegas who for decades, like starting in the 60s, was inseminating women with his own sperm. Actually, before that, you know. In the 50s? And there was oh, one 40s. from 1940. Yeah. That's right. Starting in the 40s. And like the most recent one was born. Wasn't in the aughts, was it? I don't think so. I think it was, well, in the 90s, maybe. Okay, maybe. So like you'd have half siblings born far enough apart that they could have been grandparent, grand kid. Wow. And um, may I give one spoiler? Sure. There were some women he inseminated who weren't trying to get pregnant. Yeah. Wow. So he wasn't, like when I told y'all I was about to watch it, I called him an infertility doctor. No. He was a gynecologist. So in the documentary, there was a woman interviewed who did not want kids. And all of a sudden she found herself pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they talked <clears throat> to, um, to the child also. Who, mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, it's not without some psychological issues. Yeah. Yeah. Just terrible. Um. And then I watched the Euphoria, quote, Christmas special that came out early on HBO Max and uh, comes out, we're recording on Sunday, so comes out tonight on regular HBO. 
Oh mm-hmm. my God. So oh, good. It as really I, was. <laughs> as I messaged y'all, I almost never rate anything a nine out of 10. I gave it a 9.5. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I also really it. enjoyed it. Yeah. It's like, um, I compare it to, well, I call it my dinner with Rue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just amazing. Coleman Domingo is fantastic. And yeah. I wish he had more wonderful things like this to do in mm-hmm. uh, Fear the Walking Dead. But it's just not that kind of show. Yeah, but, true. you know, in the beginning of it, yeah, you could tell that this guy has range. This guy can do a lot more than what he's doing here. Mm-hmm. And he, he's... He's an interesting character there. He just doesn't get enough to do. I mean, the same with Lenny James, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And um, and they shot this during the pandemic, and yeah. I I thought that they just did such a good job. Mm-hmm. It wow, I was did, truly blown away. Did you watch the featurette afterwards? Yeah. No. Uh, well, court. Yeah, you said you did that. Yeah. They had um, they were getting ready to shoot the second season, and it was like they were all set the f- the Friday before everything shut down. Mm. They were going to start shooting on Monday. Mm. So, wow. Yeah. So this yeah. is their the specials that they got to do, and it, it said part one on there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I I guess they didn't say how many more were coming, did they? Mm-mm. I thought that there were going to be no. two, but I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. I know we're, we'll at least hear from Jules for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and right. I, I know that in the featurette, um, they talked about how like this had just been a scene that was going to be, I guess, in one of the upcoming episodes. Mm-hmm. But like with the pandemic, they were able to explore this more. And I, I love this so much. It felt like we were watching a play. Like mm-hmm. I almost want them to have their and off of just them. <laughs> yeah. Just doing mm-hmm. something like this. Yeah. And I guess I wasn't really paying that close attention. Was this was this all scripted or was some of it any of it improvised or I don't know. I, I was wondering so. that too yeah. while watching because I would not have been surprised if some of it was improvised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think for the most part it was scripted, but yeah, like I, I could see it going the other way a lot. And like you said, mm-hmm. Coleman Domingo, like he just blew me away. Like I knew he had it in him, but like not this. It was, yeah. it was outstanding. I was like, mm-hmm. so that's another award for, for you. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of improvised, the HBO movie or HBO Max movie coming out on December 10th, Let Them All Talk, uh, mm-hmm. Meryl Streep, Candace Bergen, and um, what, The Mom in Parenthood. Shoot. Anyway. Bonnie sorry, who? Bonnie Bedelia? No, 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 no. Uh, the the original movie. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, she was too. But um, Diane Veast. Oh, okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. Lost Boys. They shot that uh, over two weeks. They told the women what the scene was about, and they all created their own lines. Nice. That's what I read anyway. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. So those are the main things I watched. There mm-hmm. are a few other things, but yeah, these are the main mm-hmm. things other than the homework. Um, I ended up I, I ended up doing a rewatch of Euphoria before that came out just because mm. I wanted to be prepared and be back in that mindset, even though I hated that mindset. Love oh. the show. It's just so it hurts watching those kids hurt like they do. Um, but outstanding. Um, and you guys know that I did the podcast this week with Scott um, and we covered The Good Wife. Uh, it was an episode from season five. So I had already watched the first season again. And I watched the fifth season just to get back into what that that was at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I also watched the finale of that. So that was pretty cool. Um, and to kind of bring myself back from the depressing places, some of those things took me. I watched Ted Lasso and I am in love with that show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what a, everyone who's watched it says that. <laughs> so Yeah. 
yeah and yeah. i'm trying not i'm trying not to binge it because i'm trying to savor it cool yeah that's on our our list for uh sports week mm. yeah um i watched let him go um that new movie with diane lane and oh, yeah. um yeah kevin that Costner? was interesting yes yes that was interesting um it wasn't bad it was just interesting okay <laughs> okay because yeah the 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 impression that that i got from it from i i think i saw a trailer and things was that it was maybe leaned more towards bad than mm. good yeah yeah so. yeah like don't all spend dollars right. just wait all right um, and speaking of spending twenty dollars i'm happy to have rented freaky um, I, that one could have gone either way. It, it could have been super, super bad. And it was super ridiculous. That's why I told Kelly, don't bother watching it. You would have <laughs> mm-hmm. um, But it was ridiculous good. Like, it, it, it was from the same people who did Happy Death Day. And I, I really uh, enjoyed it. See, I thought it was kind of borderline. I thought if they had gone a little more campy, I would have mm-hmm. enjoyed it more. I felt like they got really campy. They did, but they, they should have really committed to it with like <laughs> I, I i thought there were some places where uh they weren't as campy as they it wasn't consistent with the campy well i was very happy that they subverted some old school tropes and certain people who you would have thought oh yeah they're dead right they right. did not like well, yay and they they said that right there in the movie too yeah so <laughs> And in a trailer, I keep seeing for it with their running down the hall. And what was it the dude says? You're a virgin and I'm gay or something like that. I'm gay. We're going to die. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That's exactly the line I was thinking of. (laughs) Yeah. I I enjoyed it. I'd watch that again. And Uh I got my $20 worth. You watched it and my sister watched it. So yay. And all I needed was popcorn. (laughs) <laughs> and homemade popcorn with the good spices on it exactly <laughs> one, yeah tangent one of one of the things that i got in my um curbside shopping was the giant bottle of garlic powder Ooh. not the, not the little spice bottle size but the giant one nice That'll, that'll last for a little while longer mm-hmm. and I can put it on popcorn. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> see, it's relevant. Definitely. Garlic butter. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Well, no, not garlic butter, just garlic. No, garlic and butter. Yeah. No, no, no butter. Okay. No, just garlic. So <laughs> anyway, some of the, some of the other things that that I watched, um, I I watched the documentary Mr. Soul, and that was um, a film independent screener. So it's it's coming out on, I guess it was on PBS, mm. and then they um, they revised the film because there's some new footage in it, mm. and some and that's current. Forget the man's name now, of course, but in the 60s and early late 60s, early 70s, he had a show on PBS called Soul with an exclamation point. And it had, you know, different uh, black musicians and poets and uh, culture. It was just a show about uh, African American culture. That's cool. 60s and 70s yeah nice. yeah and what else uh i started the small axe series i've watched the first film so far mangrove cool. uh also on the uh, another screener uh working man and that that'll probably be up for some awards mm-hmm. uh, uh, i finally watched mulan because it's now you know free on disney plus mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so and how was it it was okay mm-hmm. you know seven out of ten but yeah i like the the original animated one a little bit better mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I, I have not seen the the new one yet. Maybe I'll watch it when I do my month of Disney Plus in mm-hmm. a few weeks. Yeah. So did we learn a lot this week? Talking yeah. about different uh, different holidays. Well, I I did learn about Festivus because mm-hmm. in that episode of Seinfeld, <laughs> they went through the rules. Um, yes. learned nothing about Diwali because Humsat Sathain mentioned it twice in one song. Um, <laughs> let's see. I did not learn about Hanukkah. I only learned about fat shaming, body hair shaming, height shaming, house shaming, weird behavior shaming, and shaming for being different in general. And Asian stereotypes? Oh, yeah. Asian stereotypes. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I learned a little bit about Kwanzaa, yes, in the Everybody Hates Chris episode. Uh-huh. Um, I learned a little bit about Ramadan in Quran by Heart, which was an addition that we made. Uh-huh. And I did learn about Krampus, which I rented this morning <laughs> as a last minute addition. Nice. Yep. I happened to catch part of a movie, I forget the name of it, on um, Hallmark or Lifetime. And. Oh, I think it was like mistletoe and menorah or or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And it was like the last half hour. And I learned more about Hanukkah in that half hour than I did in in the movie Eight Crazy Nights. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Well, that's cool. The Hanukkah song at the end. Well, you know, I mean, it's it's in a way it's like Life of Brian that way. It's like, oh yeah, everybody's heard that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I I enjoyed this Adam Sandler movie about as much. Well, maybe a little bit more than Hubie Halloween, but yeah, oh, yeah. it was still pretty bad. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Again, Susan has failed her movie movie choosing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know this is his thing, making fun of everything, because he's in in so many of his mo- his movies, he's self loathing. But like, I love Fifty First Dates mm-hmm. with Drew Barrymore, and I love The Wedding Singer with mm-hmm. Drew Barrymore. I just really, really love those movies. Again, even though there is some probably inappropriate making fun as well but um it's just nothing like what he was doing in this movie mm-hmm. and, and and then for him and the old girlfriend to get together at the very end like there was no build up to that yeah. at all yeah. and no reason for her to get together with him mm-hmm. you know it, it wasn't even like a um christmas carol um radical change of heart you know we it yeah like that would be more believable for some old paramour of scrooge to come out of the woodworks (laughs) and go oh my god you really have changed i i love you i just didn't see that in this even though he did good at the end you know he did some good so yeah not a great movie no it, it's probably, I guess, you know, it could be one of the Hallmark movies, I guess. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah, the um, Everybody Hates Chris episode, that was that was kind of fun. Yeah, I like that. see everybody in that. Um, yeah. Yeah, and like you said, yeah, we learned a little bit about Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. So... Just because dad was too cheap to uh, (laughs) celebrate Christmas. So, yeah, but we learned, but but we still did learn a little bit about the meaning of it. We did from the guy who told him about Kwanzaa and hit the dad's rationale for celebrating it wasn't pure, but at least we did still learn about it. Yes, in a funny way. Yeah, yes. and I did like that the kids didn't try to work their way around it and still celebrate Christmas in some way. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was cute. Well, except for the daughter, no. I mean, yeah. But she was like, she did this thing for me, and I want to do this thing for her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The twisted logic. (laughs) Yeah. I had never seen any episodes of this show before. Um, Oh, really? Yeah, so I did like it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what about Seinfeld? I had seen that before. Yeah. I'd seen a lot of Seinfeld in the past. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't remember any details of it. Um, So, yeah, it it felt like watching it almost for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been a while since I've seen it also. And so it's like all the other things that are in this episodes besides Festivus. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there was like that thing that you know, applied to your life, Kelly. And then there was the, um, there was Tim Watley, mm. the, uh, the dentist played by Brian Cranston. It mm-hmm. was great to see him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, he, he shows up in a few, uh, a few other episodes. And then mm-hmm. I think there's another episode later in the season where they refer back to this party. Mm. Yeah, and this episode was called The Strike. So when I saw that, yeah. I Googled Seinfeld Festivus episode so I could confirm that Festivus mm-hmm. was really going to be in this one. Right. Um, yeah, so I'd be sure to watch the correct one. But yep, sure enough. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, because that's so much going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Like, I hadn't seen it before, so with the name, I thought maybe George was going on strike against Christmas for some reason. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But they still made it make sense. Mm-hmm. And it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's funny, you know. Yeah, it was supposed to be mostly Kramer's episode with the strike. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I had looked up um, since... Our our chosen movie for Diwali was not. I I didn't even finish the movie. I'm sorry. Um, Sat Satain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did. I wanted to get to the plot, which <laughs> took place only in the last hour, yeah. when the mother <laughs> finds out that her daughter's husband was kicked out of his family's business and home by his brother. And so he and his wife, meaning her daughter, left and and moved to a different city and he was going to start his own company. And they were all um, just devastated because apparently when you get married or what happened for all of them, when a woman gets married, she moves into the Um, family home of her husband. Okay. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. so this mother's friend, three friends and some uncle were putting into her ear, um, what if her oldest son, who was just made managing director of their company ends up kicking out, sorry, he was her stepson. Yes. So that's why it made her worry. You know, what if he kicked out? his brothers and they called his brothers, his stepbrothers, but that's not true. They're half brothers. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the first two hours of the movie, um, they were showing how much love was Mm -hmm. between the brothers and the girlfriends and wives and how much the brothers worship the parents. That song was 15 minutes long. (laughs) Yeah. Where they were just singing about, yeah, they were nothing without their parents. They kept touching their parents' feet to show Mm -hmm. how, and and they even said something like, they are gods to us. Mm Mm-hmm. So all of the first two hours were all exposition to set up how devastating this was for the last hour. So Mm -hmm. I had to see that. I had to see it through. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did. Okay. But the only mention of Diwali was they said the word two times in one of the songs early on. Yeah. That was it. Okay. Okay. It didn't even take place over Diwali. 
Jeez. Yeah. So. so for extra credit, we can go and watch the Office episode. Okay. It was written by Mindy Kaling. Uh huh. Oh, that would have been good. Yeah. And yeah. And I kind of mentioned it too. I, I, I mentioned it too. You did. You did. Yeah. But I, yeah. Oh, well. Sorry. This yeah, one watch. was long, though. Yeah. <laughs> you picked two long ones. I well, didn't. you didn't watch the other, did you, Pinjar? No. No. Okay. The Quran by heart. Oh, God. That was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I loved Quran by heart. Yeah, yeah, so we had ori- we were originally supposed to listeners. We were s- originally supposed to watch Pinjar, which was supposed to have something to do with Ramadan. So when I started it, I looked up the description on IMDb, and there was something about how some Muslims kidnapped a Hindu woman and forced her into marriage. Like, no, 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 no. We can't do that. <laughs> even if <laughs> even if Ramadan happens and it didn't say it was going to, but even if it does, this is not the way to learn about Ramadan. <laughs> it, just, it just makes Muslims look terrible. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. no. So I looked up, I Googled, best films about Ramadan. And a bunch of things came up. Most of them were not actually about Ramadan. But one, and any that were, weren't available. So I found one that was available and takes place over Ramadan, even though it wasn't about Ramadan, called Quran by Heart, documentary, only an hour and a half long on HBO Max. And it's about this competition, yearly competition in Egypt, where kids ranging in age from seven to early 20s memorize the Quran, get together to recite it. And I thought it was going to be like, okay, they just start and they keep going. Like the pie recitation contests that happen. Mm -hmm. No, they sit down at a computer and then they're given the beginning of a passage and they have to recite from there to the end of the passage. And they're uh, judged on pronunciation and that's called like the Tajweed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's a very set, very set rules of pronunciation. It's very Yeah. Then they're judged on, of course, their accuracy. And then finally, yeah, on the musicality. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that you make up the song as you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Now, these kids possibly have their song memorized ahead of time. I would imagine they do, but there's certainly a chance that they just change it over time or, you know, depending on their mood. Mm -hmm. So we were following three 10 year old kids, one from Tajikistan, one from the Maldives. And uh, where was the, uh, where, what country in West Africa uh, was it? Senegal. No. Was it Senegal? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we follow those three. And uh, man, it was just amazing. One of them did end up getting to sing for the president of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And he brought tears to the judge's eyes. They mm-hmm. called him over and they were kissing him on his face. Yeah, that was an... Oh, and it yeah, so it takes place partially over Ramadan. So we did find out about the fasting and then the breaking fast. And we saw one dad telling his kid, you don't have to fast because you're so young. And the kid is like, no, I want to try it this year. And Mm -hmm. yeah. So at least we found out about that. And if you didn't know what Ramadan was, they said it's the celebration of the month that the Quran was presented to the people. Oh, that's right. Thank you. Yeah. 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 And I I like learning like what they said, uh, the Quran is like not different from what the Bible is. It's supposed to be the third set of facts. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. what we talked about before, where all of them have a piece of it, depending on how interreligious you are. So, yeah. And, and the organizer of the competition is um, a scholar of the Quran Mm-hmm. And a TV personality who is a moderate Islam, uh, mo- a moderate Muslim, Muslim, sorry. And 
is trying to bring more people toward the middle. Mm-hmm. And I, I really enjoyed those interviews with him. Now, what was still, I don't know, I'm going to say like eye rolling is his stuff about the quote rules around no premarital sex. And that's the one that stuck out with me. And do y'all remember any of his other rules that he went through that were Mm. like sins in Islam? No, I don't know. He went through this list. It's like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone has their rules. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and and he kept saying that um, basically what it ultimately sounded to me like if you don't follow the Quran, then you can't be a moral person. And and there are certainly Christians who say the same thing about the Holy Bible. Yeah. That the only way to be a moral person is to follow the tenets of the Bible. Yeah. But yeah. But then, you know, there's people who say they do who are like mm-hmm. the worst people in the world. So, exactly. You know, and then exactly. there are people who don't follow any of those rules and who are very yep. moral. Uh-huh. Yep. So I think it's just the person, you yeah. know, I mean, do you need these rules to rein in your natural behavior or Mm-mm. is your natural behavior moral? <laughs> Well, now we're getting into philosophy and we could talk about, yeah, Rousseau and Hobbes and Kierkegaard and yeah, all those dudes. Are there any, are there any women philosophers we could throw in there? I should know, but I don't offhand (laughs) and I apologize. Women philosophers about ethics and morality. Yeah. Now I'm going to want to look that up. I won't do it right now. I'll try to remember <laughs> to do it when we're done here because yeah, I am that's curious. That's a big topic, yeah. I did not study any women philosophers in my philosophy class in college. The mm-hmm. one I class I took. them either. I mean, yeah, I did for feminist not. class, but not like for ethics and things. Mm-hmm. Philosophy. Yeah, and I, I took a philosophy and feminism class, but yeah, I don't really remember. No. But yeah, I, so we're recommending Quran by Heart, HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the other one was a good romance, like family stuff. And I danced a lot. Oh, Did yeah. Sat Sat Hang. Yeah. And that was on Netflix, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Yep. It was fun. Typical Bollywood. Mm-hmm. Yep. And oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Talk about Chaste. There was never a kiss in it, was there? Wasn't there? they were like doe eyed the whole time? I do not yeah, think there was a single so kiss on the lips. It, like, but they still got across the romance of it. Yeah, like, yeah. Went, Vivek and his wife were getting married, and his parents yeah. put his hand in hers, and like she studied his hand. I was like, oh my god, they're so cute. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You could totally see the love, and but mm-hmm. like not just the romantic love but the filial love and the yeah. child mm-hmm. to parent parent to child love and yep yeah. it was fabulous yeah so that that exposition was fine for 2 hours i mean they probably could have cut it to 1 hour but then they would have had to cut out the songs <laughs> yes. and then it would not have been bollywood so exactly. absolutely yeah and it's funny that after two hours, that's where I ended my watch. So yeah, you missed it. <laughs> so I guess I need to go back and watch the rest of it. Yeah. Oh, well. oh my gosh! Side note: I do have a podcast today, but it's the other cat. It's the cute little black cat. Mm-hmm. She does not snore. She's like stealthy. Yeah. But she's mm-hmm. here. Wow, y'all are blessed today. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know what? I just looked at my notes here and I do have another holiday movie to recommend. What? It's called Just Another Christmas. Oh. And it's on Netflix. It's a Brazilian film. Oh. And um I thought it was going to be uh well, from the trailer and everything, 
it's like the Groundhog Day or Palm Springs of Christmas movies, mm-hmm. but it's not. Okay. So watch it. Okay. I did watch, along those lines, I did watch the two Christmas Chronicles movies on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Kurt Russell and in mm-hmm. uh, the second one, Goldie Hawn. Mm-hmm. And little Patty from, um, oh, little Patty. Okay, yeah, yeah. leftovers, leftovers, all, well, and big little lies. Oh yeah, no, she's Patty. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I still forget the actress's name, which is totally unfair. But uh, they were cute. Yeah, they were cute. I love Kurt Russell, mm-hmm. and uh, also love Goldie Hawn. So yeah, they're sweet. Keeping the Christmas spirit going. So did did either of you end up doing Krampus this morning like I did the last minute? Well, Court, you've already seen it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Creepy. This had Adam oh, yeah. Scott and Tony Collette. Yeah, uh-huh. actually the the end is what was creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I mean because you knew that it was a horror film and they called it comedy horror. Mhm. Um so yeah, at the beginning there were some you know, comedy-ish parts. Um, but yeah, it was the very end that was total creepiness. Hmm. And like I said, I learned about Krampus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So so tell us about Krampus. Okay. Well, so <laughs> when kids are naughty and lose the Christmas spirit, you have evil Santa who comes to, and his minions, his like demonic minions, come to take the kids away. And mm. um, in this movie, um, the main boy had written this lovely note to Santa, not asking for toys or a bike or a video game console, like my son is asking for. Mm-hmm. Um the new PS five, which is impossible to get. Um, He's asking for his family, like his parents to be happy again for his family to have a nice Christmas and make things the way they used to be and stuff like that. And his cousins find it, read it, make fun of him. So he gets upset, tears the, uh, the letter up and throws it out the window. And that calls in the Krampus. And so it brings in this big blizzard. Krampus and his minions terrorize the family, start stealing the kids, hurting the people. And um, at the end, the kid, oh, he's going to leave the kid, though, because he found out, the kid found out from his grandmother, who's German and still speaks German to the family, that the Krampus came to her and stole, when she was a kid, stole all of her family away, but left her behind as a reminder of what happens when you lose Christmas spirit. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> the same thing was happening to this little boy. So he confronts the Krampus and says, take me and leave them. I just want my family back or I want every, I want Christmas to be like it used to be. So he still throws the kid in this fiery pit, but then the kid wakes up in his own bed in the morning, goes downstairs. The house is back to how it was. It had been all ruined before the rest of the family was all sitting by the tree, opening presents. And he sits down and everything's lovely and beautiful. And he opens this tiny gift and it's a bell uh, like an old kind of weird bell and it reads Krampus on it. <laughs> and he starts looking around and everyone else looks up and they start having the, like you, you hear kind of this voiceover of memories from the night before. And they're all kind of looking around and looking at each other and you pull back and they're in a snow globe. Mm-hmm. In Krampus's house and on wow. or, or uh, layer and on the uh, on shelves are all of these other snow globes. Oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super creepy. Mm-hmm. So he got his perfect Christmas in perpetuity. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like just another Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Great. But forever. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. No, in a way it is because in just another Christmas, the guy, um, his, he was born on Christmas day. And so it's part of that finding the Christmas spirit, but he wants to celebrate his birthday too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, him, um, and then he he gets cursed because um, he doesn't want to, because you know he's over Christmas because he never gets his birthday. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, my dad's birthday was December twenty fourth, and he said that he would get gifts where the card would read "Merry Christmas" and "Happy Birthday." Yeah, the same with with my dad and his is his was December 4th. Oh, so it was, yeah. you know, anybody in December is just yeah. kind of, they get screwed. screwed. Yeah. <laughs> Unfair. Mine is uh middle of July. So I felt like that was the best every six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yep. And so then you have to plan other things like your, <laughs> your anniversary and, yeah. you know, your, if you can plan your children's birthdays, you know, yeah. in between that. So everybody gets a completely separate day. Yeah. My kids are May, July, and September. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. 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 So that worked out. One of my wedding anniversaries was June. The other was December. And a meeting anniversary that we celebrated was November. Uh-huh. Yeah. But no, the kids' birthdays are perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they and they like having those when they are. The bad thing was two of those I was in Houston, pregnant in the summer. Oh god. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the worst. Yeah, the summer in Houston. <laughs> yeah. The other was summer in Pittsburgh, not as bad. Yeah, yeah, you could go outside at least. <laughs> yes, I did every single day. Though in Houston, my parents had a pool, so I lived in it. Okay, yeah, yeah, so that helped. So did those right. did those kids love swimming? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And the Pittsburgh one, it took forever to learn how to swim. Yeah, forever. Oh, okay. Yep. Interesting. All right. Weird tangent. Yeah. <laughs> Birthdays, Christmas, now same thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, gosh, we went through that really, really quickly. Right. So, <laughs> so, and I was trying to drag this out because, you know, <laughs> next week I'm being tortured. Yeah, but next week might go longer because we'll probably have more to say about the few well, films will. we'll be watching. <laughs> sure we will. <laughs> They're biopics. That's going to be fun. (sighs) Yeah. It's going to be a thrill. It will be. (laughs) So if you can't tell, yeah, that's, that's my torture. Our biopics. Because most of them come out around this time of year. Mm -hmm. And they're pretty much, you know, awards bait. So. They're awards worthy. Bait. Worthy. <laughs> Bait. <laughs> so, and, you know, and, and a lot of them, I, I just, it just sets me to eye rolling. So, because, like I said, awards bait. So, Susan, did you skip Ray? No. Okay. You just didn't like it? I just rolled my eyes at the, oh, oh yeah, this is the scene that they're going to show at the, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Selena? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't see Selena, no. Oh. I just okay. watched the Selena series, the first season. Mm-hmm. I watched the first episode, and yeah. I can't stand the dad. I oh. Forgot. Uh, yeah. I did watch, because I did not know her backstory at all. And I mean, of course, since it's co-produced, a bunch of co-producers, but two of them are her dad and her sister. So, of course, the whole story is idealized. 
but um, but I was still interested. Dad so painted I himself in a very poor light. Oh, <laughs> honest. Oh. Well, then then good. I mean, yeah. so then at least that part's not yeah. idealized. But um, I don't know. I mean, he certainly helped her get to where she got. Oh no, no, totally. By being a dick. I'm- just like the little things, like when he had the food stamps and he made the kids like. Oh yeah, go. yeah. And I understand that the whole machismo thing. Yeah. Like he, he just did that a lot. Yeah, jump into you know make the kid dumpster dive and. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, Susan. Well, the the one that I <laughs> that I can stand that I think was okay, but you know, and of course it's won acting awards, of course. Um, it's a it's a little different though because it's a TV series. Okay. Cool. And it's the the Ryan Murphy um series People versus OJ Simpson. Oh cool. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it's different because that is a period of history which I remember and mm-hmm. living through and discussing as it was going on and like oh yeah i remember where i was when i heard about the the bronco chase mm-hmm. and um the you know just discussing the trial and the verdict and everything with family members and mm-hmm. um you know all, all of that and then to see how they how they treated it in this uh in this series so where is it available that part i don't know i'd say Uh-oh. um Maybe yeah. Hulu or Netflix doesn't probably have- probably Hulu because it's it yeah. was originally aired on FX and yeah you know FX and Hulu have this thing. There it is on Netflix. Netflix, okay. yeah. Okay, Court, what you got? Um, I have Radioactive. Uh, oh, cool. It, yeah, was it Madame Curie? And it's oh, on okay. Prime. Yeah. Okay. And who's in that? Her name is on the tip of my tongue. Dharma and Greg. Oh, Jenna Elfman? I don't think so. I'm just... No. I'm thinking. It's, that's... Wait a minute. Sorry. Um, oh, no. Is it uh, from Gone Girl? Yes, her. Rosamund Pike. Yes. Oh, okay. I, I think cool. she looks like <laughs> Dharma in this. Sam Riley also. Who? Sam Riley. Oh, well, that's going to connect to my extra credit. I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how funny. So my official assignment is Mank, which just came out on Netflix on Friday about Herman Mankiewicz, Mankiewicz, I don't know how to pronounce it, who wrote Citizen Kane, played by Gary Oldman, also starring Amanda, let's see, I've tried this before, we don't know. Seyfried, Seyfried? I think Seyfried. Seyfried, okay. Directed by David Fincher. And extra credit, Control, starring um, Sam Riley and Samantha Morton. And this one, it's extra credit because you would have to rent it um, it's you would so you can rent it on Apple or buy it on Amazon. So this is also um, self-serving because my <laughs> ex-husband um, produced the film, and so um, he hasn't made any money off of it. But whenever he does, I benefit. So yeah. <laughs> so if you love it, then buy it. There yeah, you go. it's and really you, good. You might make a penny. Uh, one or half, <laughs> half a penny. So both of my um, assignments here are also in black and white, which is interesting. Oh, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> so well, that should it. be an interesting week then. Yep. Oh, and sorry. Control is about, didn't even say who it's about. Ian Curtis, the former leads, well, the lead singer of Joy Division he killed himself, not a spoiler, because uh, it's true, you know, biopic. Right. Yeah. And um, the rest of Joy Division went on to become the band, um, I just had on the tip of my tongue, uh, New Order. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the 1980s group. Cool. And this is a much better movie than 24-Hour Party People. That was not very accurate. Um, One person featured, a character featured in both, Tony Wilson, who is dead now. Um, He helped on the film Control, and he actually said 24-Hour Party People was not very accurate. But he gave his stamp of approval to Control. So there you go. Anyone Mm -hmm. listening who is a fan, watch Control, not 24-Hour Party People. And then the rest of the month is all holiday movies. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And I finally put up the tree this week. Yay! Poor thing is looking pretty pitiful. Yeah. So anyway, (laughs) I'll work on that this week too. Cool. I still need to get one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Owen said he doesn't care about getting one and now I need to tell him well if you don't get some Christmas spirit Krampus is going to (laughs) come I do have Christmas candy Christmas napkins and Christmas bells on my front door Mm -hmm. so we're not totally bereft of Christmas spirit and I keep watching music and I have started singing some. I mean movies and I have started singing some songs Mm mm-hmm Oh, and he did uh, initiate watching Die Hard last week. Right. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, are you going to watch Die Hard 2? Maybe. Because <laughs> yeah. why not? Yeah. Yeah. It's still Christmas. Yeah. 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 And it's, I don't know, just as dated or maybe more dated because it's like fax machines and all that <laughs> stuff. So <Yeah. laughs> anyway, <laughs> but hey, it's got an airport and travel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Christmas. Mm-hmm. The only so. fi- thing that I found dated, okay, a few things, I guess, dated about Die Hard, but I didn't think it was really egregious. Okay, there was the car phone, which obviously was old oh, school. Yeah. yeah. They were lacking cell phones, but that didn't totally jump out at me. It didn't bother me. And the dude was doing cocaine. That's not really in anymore, That's totally is 80s. it? Yeah. Right. So that was it. But I could live without the cell phones. You know, you could imagine, okay, they just left out the scene where the bad guys took all their cell phones, you know? Mm -hmm. And Bruce Willis might have left his in the office Mm -hmm. along with the shoes. Otherwise, I didn't think it was dated. Those To me, those things were minor. Mm -hmm. Still loads of fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. We'll never get old. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. <laughs> I still haven't done my my seasonal watch of it. So <laughs> you have a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, everybody, I'll I'll do my homework next week so I can get <laughs> to the fun part of the season. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so until then, everybody, geek on. <laughs>